Welcome to episode 227 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. According to the Toronto Star, we are sitting here in ground zero of Canada's mortgage crisis, Milton, Ontario. And today that's our discussion. All right, so we are sitting here in ground zero for Canada's mortgage crisis. First of all, happy first day of spring, my friend. I don't think you're right. March 20th, first day of spring. Oh, based on when this is published. Sorry. Happy first day of spring. Okay, can we restart? No, people know <laughs> we're not doing this live. <laughs> Happy first day of spring. Today, March 20th, first day of spring. So it was this year was the Groundhog saw its shadow or didn't see its shadow? I don't understand how that works. Does that actually change the official start date of spring? No. It's just a fun thing they it's do. A gimmick. Okay. Right. Could have a hamster doing the same thing. Right. Ground zero. Milton is the most mortgaged place in Canada. Toronto Star article. Yes. Written Big news. a couple of weeks ago. So as many of you know, so our brokerage is in Oakville, but our team office and where we do a lot of our business is right here in Milton. Our team office is right in the downtown core uh, on Main Street, 75 Main Street East. Uh, so our studio, we call it, because we're not allowed to have a an office, technically. Um, and yeah, and we, so what do you think are the contributing factors? We're allowed to have an office. It would just need we, to be branded under the Century 21 brand. Yes. We go incognito. And so story goes, when we first opened our office here, we put a sign on the front board because we were offered it. And... Somebody complained, and Century 21 came after us. Then we had to remove it. And since then, that brokerage has... Is no longer in business. They're no longer in business. <laughs> well, we assume that's who it was. Did it, we ever find out yes, officially? it absolutely was. Okay, I assume so. Yeah, you're right. Anyways, so... Episode 227 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. As we go here, I'm going to throw this out there because I'd like to get some more engagement from our audience. We have a pretty big following now of both consumers of real estate, consumers of just primary residences, homes. Yeah, a lot of people are interested in the real estate market. That's why there's a lot of media published on real estate all the time. Uh, We also have a great following of realtors from coast to coast. So we'd love to hear your comments. And investors. We'd love to hear your comments. So leave a comment. Let us know what you think. And maybe what's happening in your town or city or community, if you're not in Milton, um, and even if you are, let's hear what you got to say. All right, let's get into it. And uh, So th- this topic also <clears throat> excuse me, ties in nicely with a previous podcast topic where we discussed the, I think it was also a Toronto Star article about the new construction buyers in Oakville of Mattamy Properties who were complaining about reduced prices. And they were having mortgage issues where banks were appraising their new build homes far less than what they paid for. And, you know, there amplifies the mortgage crisis. Mm -hmm. So what do you think it is? What are the contributing factors that make Milton ground zero, according to the Toronto Star? Well, I've made a bunch of notes here. And the first thing that comes to mind is if you think about Milton and one of the reasons you and I live in Milton and we have been for 13 years now, 12, 13 years. Yeah. 
it is it's a lot of young families like the current average age in Milton is 35 that's got to be one of the youngest in the country yeah um i think it's actually gone it's gone down it used to be 37 i want to say well, not thir- long ago as of very recently the average age in Milton is 35 and it doesn't take much to drive around some of the newer subdivisions and see it's people in their 30s and 40s with young children and 20s with young children and a lot of them are first time home buyers mm-hmm. well if you think about a first time home buyer they're trying to buy just trying to buy a home well and they're more homes, even though the prices have come down homes are still expensive yeah, a million dollars on average. Million, just over a million dollars. Just over a million dollars on average in, in Milton. Down so, from about 1.2, 1.3 at the peak. Yeah, down 20, uh, don't quote me on that, but it's about 24, yeah, 24% from its peak. But it's also up. Like if you look over the last five years, you're still up. So prices have gone up consistently over the last number of years. And... Again, thinking about that first-time home buyer, you know this. They're trying to put as least amount of money down. So get me a mortgage approval with the lowest down payment that I can get. Well, and I wouldn't even say trying. They're just trying to buy a house, and right. that's the only feasible way to do it. Exactly. Well, and a lot of these first-time home buyers are taking benefits of the government programs, so cashing out RRSPs, doing whatever they can to put together that down payment. Maybe they don't want to use all of their resources, which is smart. You want to have, you know, a 90-day, at least a 90-day bank. Well, the last few years have shown that that's probably light. Yeah. Yeah, I always go on a six-month rule. I like to have six months of expenses put aside, call it the rainy day fund. Yeah. So a lot of these people don't want to tap into the rainy day fund. We now call it the pandemic fund. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So young families, a lot of them first time home buyers. That's a huge contributing factor in Milton. Well, and it's interesting because we haven't even really seen the effects of the rising interest rates will take a few years because the population growth over the last three to five years, I don't know what the numbers are, but it's been pretty profound. And well, the current population in Milton is about it's somewhere around 140,000, 140. Yeah. Remember we started working in town about 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago. Yeah. I think it was around 30,000. 37 and change. Mm-hmm. When, Very different dynamic back then. So, and interestingly, of the hundred and approximate 140,000 in population, which is going to grow substantially based on all the new construction that is currently happening and planned to happen over the next five to 10 years, about 50,000 of those people are immigrants. Yeah. So you think about immigrants now getting a mortgage, you know, uh, talk about how moving to a new country and having or wanting to have a rainy day fund. 
Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, the whole dynamics of the market from resale to rental is really messed up because you've got a lot of people now that are renting because of affordability. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lack of inventory, but there's also been a surge of inventory recent in recent months or weeks even. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And then as rates start to come down, a lot of those tenants will say, okay, now we can afford. Prices are still low. Rates are starting to improve. Let's go buy. So then that'll heat up the market again, potentially. And the forecast from many economists is that we'll see the market start to um, improve about in the early or late this year or early 24. You want me to bang off some of my points here and you can comment on them? Sure. If you think about Milton, Milton is a very car dependent community. Would you say that's an well, accurate I don't know statement? about that. Milton Transit's pretty happening. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the last time I saw somebody on a bus. Um, so if you think about it, a lot of households have or need two cars. So if you think about a household budget, you all of a sudden, let's say you have a family of four. I would argue need. Well, that's why I said have and or need. Yeah. There's. No, I would, I would, so my point there is because it might have been confusing is I would argue that it's not necessary to have two cars, specifically referring to Milton. That is an argument for another day. Yeah. I'd love to hear some people's comments on that. So just to throw a couple points, just to elaborate on that. So my reasoning is we're talking about Milton's demographic, young families, uh, in many instances, um, young children. Um, in many instances, one parent working from home or both parents working from home or one parent not working at all, but they still have that other car. I bet there's a lot of cars sitting uh, on driveways for the vast majority of their time. Yeah, but when they need a car. Get a fucking Uber. Yeah. It's a lifestyle thing that people are not going to be able to get their mind wrapped around. I know many. I don't, I don't You're say not, I okay, many. So let's just say in your situation. Yeah. Because we've had this debate before where you said, oh, your family could operate on one vehicle. Yeah. So you're here now. You took the vehicle. Okay. Your wife is now at home. Mm-hmm. And your children. Today, a perfect example. I would have had her drop me off today. Because she is running some errands today. Okay. So now, let's just say that. Okay. She dropped you off. She's running errands. She's going to pick up the kids from school, blah, 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 blah. Let's say you get a call right now during the podcast. Mm -hmm. And something happened at one of our properties Mm -hmm. where you have to be there. Or let's just say we have one property right now. Where you have to be present. I would walk down the street. For the showing. What if it wasn't down there? I would tell them to come later. Okay. Till the cats come home. We have huh? five cars among all of us. And I'm sure somebody in here would trust you me. You ain't driving vehicle. my car. I'm not the one with the bad driving record. <laughs> Ian, Ian, hey, I have a clean driving record, okay? Anyway, my point being... Whether or not it's needed. By the way, episode 228 next week, we're throwing out a whole bunch of tips on how to save money to offset 
First tip, get rid of the second car. <laughs> if you want, to, if you want to hear the next 36 tips in the catalog, you have to tune in next week. Yeah. Um, so you think about families, family of four, two kids, um, and let's say parents are in the 30s, 40s, late 20s. That's, you know, average age of 35. So your family needs food. Food prices have gone through the roof. Your family needs clothing. You subscribe to Netflix. You have the best internet. Um, you've got two vehicles that you make two payments on that both require gas, insurance, maintenance. And then you bundle that in with things like kids' activities. Uh, who was telling me just a few days ago? Oh, Sylvia. Sylvia. her One of her children has the uh, grade 8 graduation, I believe. Mm -hmm. And it's... Um, it's a big trip. Uh, it's a couple of trips that the kids take together and whatever. And it's like... This is like one of the ones where they go to like Ottawa and stuff like that? Or overseas uh, or something? No, one of them is CN Tower oh, okay. and the aquarium in one day. The other, I can't remember specifics. School coordinated? School coordinated. It's like $700. Okay. Um, food, clothes, activities, extracurricular stuff. You want to go to the farmer's market on the weekend and all of a sudden you spend an extra 40 bucks that you weren't planning on spending. Uh, hydro costs, gas costs, everything has gone up. So for the record, look, my kids would not be going to the CN Tower. You look at all of the costs That's crazy. that you will spend in a month as a family, and you look at your budget as to how much you are budgeting for, it's leaving less and less available for your mortgage. Because where do you start well, they're, cutting back? The mortgage is your primary, I would say it goes the other way. Your, your mortgage is your primary expense. That's it, your Well, focus. it's your number one expense, but what I'm saying is... It's what other things are going to sacrifice now, yeah. All of those other things come into play. One way or another, you have to make a decision. So what a lot of people are doing are taking less of a down payment and sacrificing potential other things to offset that which is why next episode we're going to talk a little bit about that. Well, the I can't remember where I read it, but in January, um, for sure January, if not January and February, I think it was actually both months, the number of pre-approvals uh, that have been for mortgage pre-approvals, both for new purchases and mortgage renewals, were up a significant amount over like year over year, more than double or triple. It was a very significant number. Um, so I think what's happening is that um, variable rate mortgages have been, become very popular. So I think now people are renewing mortgages probably prematurely on variable rate mortgages and extending the term to 30, 35 years in order to keep that payment reasonable. Yeah. So, I mean, to go back to why Milton is the most mortgaged place in Canada, you've got high number of immigrants, 
a rapidly increasing population, which predominantly includes young families and first-time homebuyers. You do have a lot of people that, who, put it this way, whoever bought a home pre-2015 was sitting on a lot of equity. A lot of these people have refinanced and pulled out that money for other purposes, whether it's travel, purchasing another inve- another property as an investment, buying a cottage, paying off their cars and other loans, student debts, whatever, because mortgage rates were so low, it was like the banks were giving out free money. So I've got all this equity in my home. It's not doing me any good. Can't use the money unless I refinance. So people were refinancing at these very low rates, 1.9, 1.8, 2%, 2.5%, whatever. Yeah. Pulling out that money. And now all of a sudden, their percentage of mortgage on their primary residence went up. Well, another thing too is um, Milton has for a long time been known as a great spot to invest in real estate. Yes. And so Still is. in addition to... The first-time home buyers and all of that. You've also got investors who are buying, and they're not paying cash for properties. They're mortgaging. They're mortgaging as much as they can possibly mortgage exactly. because it's now deductible from the income on that property. So, on average, I believe throughout the GTAs, about one in five buyers are investors. I'd argue that in Milton is probably higher. I don't know that there's a, a study to show specifically for the various municipalities, but I I would bet that Milton is. Um, at a higher percentage, higher concentration of investors. So that goes to one of my other points. If you think about Milton growth, everybody knows if you want to buy a new home, certainly in the Halton, Peel region area, Milton has the most amount of new builds. Well, historically, there's a lot of investors. We talked about this in recent podcasts about the the flip. You just uh, were mentioning the folks in, out in Oakville. A lot of people buying on speculation because they bought, hoping that the price would go up and then they sell it once they close or maybe they rent it out for a year or two or three and then sell it. Um, So there were a lot of people refinancing their properties, using that money to buy new builds. Yeah. And investors love new builds because they don't require any, they're not cash cows. They don't require any further uh, injection of cash. Well, and historically, they just put their money down, wait two years, then close on it. They've already made, you know, however many tens of thousands of dollars, if not into the six figures. Yeah. And rental rates are typically up at that point. Yeah. Um, but they never, they never forecasted rates uh, quadrupling. Yeah. Uh, so that's become a big factor. Yeah. So I mean, we could talk about so many variables within this discussion, but it's really simple to understand why the percentage of homes in Milton are so heavily mortgaged. And, you know, I think from a a growth standpoint, like they're forecasting the population in Milton will be greater than the population in Oakville and Burlington combined. Well, Milton has more, I don't remember the exact stat, but Milton has more land than all of the surrounding municipalities combined. 100%. But the challenge is most of it's 
in the Niagara Escarpment. Right. It's um, under which, conservation. Which has or... not historically been usable. But with all the new plans and um, policies changing, there's a lot of people pushing to open up much of that land for development. So yeah. that could change, which would... Well, you look at Milton here with the university and college coming in, Conestoga College and uh, Laurier University. Mm -hmm. A lot of the surrounding land to it is governed by the Niagara Escarpment Commission. I can see some things potentially changing. I think it will. I think it has to. Um, so you got lots of new builds, you got lots of immigrants, you got lots of investors, lots of first-time home buyers. These people were given free money by the banks at 2% for so long. Yeah, of course. Mortgage rates are high. Or mortgage percentage is high. I think it was 80% compared to the... 80% of households. 79. Compared, compared to uh, 60% on average. Yeah. And 50% in many of the surrounding municipalities, Oakville, Burlington, Mississauga, and Toronto are closer to the 50% mark. Yeah. Toronto so was at Burlington, 60 or so. Brampton... And Milton are in the highest range of that. Yeah. Which makes sense. Brampton's uh, similar in terms of immigration. Immigration. And, yeah. For sure. I don't know what their average age is, but it's probably um, at the lower end of so those So does areas. this stat, focusing on Milton, does this stat scare you? From a housing perspective, from a real estate perspective, from people's affordability perspective? It's, it's yeah, for sure. It's scary. Uh, and it, a lot of unfortunate people out there who are going to be put in bad positions. And I've already been witness to it where people um, and people you, I wouldn't have thought are uh, concerned about their finances. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for sure. It's going to affect a lot of people and it will have an effect on the market. Um, you know, I think, I think that's where a lot of people are just looking for options. And that's why I mentioned today we were talking, and it would be interesting to know, maybe we'll put a, an anonymous survey of some sort, just to get a better idea for people's thoughts on the situation, knowing, you know, what's your current rate on your mortgage? When's it coming for renewal? How much is your uh, balance owing on your mortgage? Just to get a better perspective on where people sit financially. Um, but yeah, definitely it's a scary thought. I don't... I don't need that kind of perspective i know people are at the brink of having to make tough decisions yeah. that's what it boils down to people still have jobs but unemployment know, rate hasn't skyrocketed uh yeah the cost of living has gone up substantially which is going to force people to make life decisions life Alterations. I would argue that they're not tough decisions from the perspective well, of... Well, that's why next episode we're going to talk about the money savings tips. I've got a lot of points I don't want to talk okay, about in this episode. But there are people living the high life that or, or be. have been living the high life for a number of years now that are going to get a reality check. So either you're keeping your existing house and making sacrifices elsewhere... Or it's going to be time to downsize. Yeah, one way or the other. Yep. Or make more money. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think. And um, if it scares you, if what's happening in the marketplace. So want to hear your thoughts. And then, absolutely, if you've listened or watched this episode, tune in 
to next week's episode, episode 228. We've got an amazing money savings tip guide. If you haven't downloaded it, there's can, never been a more appropriate time to review this yeah, stuff. We launched this during the pandemic. In the very early stages. In the very early stages of and the I pandemic. And I would say it's more applicable today Absolutely. than ever before. I agree. I agree. And we got some great tips and some reality checks for all those people out there. So there you go. Happy spring. <laughs> March 20th. March 20th. <laughs> Thanks for watching. If you have any input on your opinion of the mortgage crisis that's going on, drop a comment and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes.